Autobots Transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is the end of Transformers Animated. It is Season 3, Episode 13, Endgame Part This episode was written by Marsha Griffin. We didn't bring Marty Eisenberg back in for the big two-parter, but Marsha and Rich are a good combo. Um, Last time on Transformers Animated, Megatron used his ruined Decepticon battleship to build clones of Omega Supreme that he would use to destroy the Autobots once and for all. Yeah, right. (laughs) And in this episode, Ratchet um, very quickly figures out that Megatron used Starscream's cloning technology to make all these Omega Supremes. Mm -hmm. A lot of assumption. And in one of the Omega Supreme clones, Megatron radios back to Lugnut to, you know, get the show started. Started and make these guys attack, and the first target is Sumdak Tower, and Lugnut starts with the platitudes again, like, oh, yes, Megatron, it will be my honor, and Megatron's like, ask Shockwave, like, is there any... Are you any closer to getting these guys under their own power so we don't have to listen to this fucking guy? <laughs> Lugnut goes on to a point where he even says, I would also like to add that until... <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you know what this whole bit was missing, though? Is it's okay, so Megatron orders Lugnut, who orders the um, Omega Supreme clones, who do a thing that Megatron sees, so then he orders Lugnut. It was all it was missing was that bit where there's like somebody doesn't speak the same language and they have to get a translator in there. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, Shockwave's still working on getting these guys thinking for themselves. But the clones fire missiles at Sumdak Tower, but the force field is up, and so they figure, you know, Dr. Sumdak should be okay for now. And Ratchet says they need to make an aerial assault. Was it a G1 reference there? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, on the Omega clones with the Magnus hammer. Yeah, and Optimus wants to draw them away from the city. And I'm like, how? You're not their target. The city is their target. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Ratchet uh, suggests to Optimus they attack the clones um, and Prowl offers to help. So Optimus says to uh, sorry as well, there's a whole bit of like, she's like, I want to come. And he's like, no, you need to go help other people. And I don't know, is that her growth? Maybe? Who cares? Uh, <laughs> Optimus and Prowl go off at their jet boosters to fight the Omega Supremes, like that's going to make any difference, and everybody else <laughs> moves the humans out of the way so that when the city gets destroyed in this episode, we can pretend that nobody died. <laughs> but yeah, Megatron sees the Magnus Hammer and uh, thinks, oh, Ultra Magnus on Earth, but nope, it's just that cheap Magnus imitation, but he still can't remember his name, I guess. And he orders Lugnut to have the clones swat these bothersome flies, and they open fire on the Autobots, and they can't hit a damn thing. And Prowl even just swats a missile away. Yeah. Well, we should also say that there's a couple really good transformation scenes. They broke out the the old reels for oh, yeah. uh, all the Autobots in this one. But uh, yeah, we go then to Ratchet, who is, uh, he stops an antenna from falling on some lady. And Jazz says to everybody, oh, get, get to Sumdak Tower in the bomb shelter, I think. So somehow all of Detroit's going to go there. <laughs> it's the safest spot for now. And Ratchet radios Prime and tells him he can still detect the real Omega Supreme on the moon. If they transwarp there, they might be able to sever the connection, because I guess he knows that that's how Megatron's controlling these guys. Yeah, so Optimus orders him to transwarp there and uh, to take B and Bulk with him, and whoosh, away they go. Yep, tells Prowl to fall back. He has an idea for how to deal with the clones, and his idea is to spin and cause a tornado. And yeah. Lugnut loses control of the guidance systems, and the clones are blown to Lake Erie Volcano Dinobot hole in the ground. Yeah, uh, and their flight capabilities are gone now, and one of them is totally trashed. So Megatron orders the remaining two uh, to destroy everything and they start walking across Lake Erie and commercial break. And when we come back, Ratchet gets the space bridge open and Sari tells her father she loves him because she's going to go with to the moon. 
And he's like, well, how are you going to breathe? <laughs> <laughs> Her little helmet comes on. But she has this whole bit where she's like, I have to go, Dad. I can't explain it. I just need to. And my thought was like, when has she ever explained anything? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she gets the mask on and she's the first one through the space bridge. Yeah. And up on the moon, uh, before they arrive, Starscream pulls himself back together a la Waspinator <laughs> yes. and uh, flies off to Earth. And then whoop, all the Autobots shoop in. Yeah. Like immediately as soon as he leaves. And immediately sorry he's like i can't believe i'm on the moon like that mm. was kind of cool you know yeah it, 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 it was, was a fun uh, you know adventure moment and i guess like the rest of her is transformed into robo sorry that's how she's not being microwaved alive i guess from the sure radiation. why yeah. not yeah the autobot crc standing facing away from them and bulkhead asks like who's that and ratchet's like it's rc i can't believe you're back online and but she's still stuck in her schoolroom days yeah they run up to her and surprise surprise she's baked shockwave is hiding in the shadows and he opens fire at them um and then we go to megatron and he gets a great uh transformation scene and he flies off towards detroit uh trailing the omega clones and then back up on the moon, B and Bulk are in a fight with Shockwave. Yeah, Bumblebee tells Ratchet and Sari to go get RC to Omega Supreme, and he and Bulk had to deal with him. But back in Detroit, the clones are in the city now, but Optimus flies up behind them and activates the Magnus Hammer, and he actually hits one of them this time because he missed before. But it doesn't do a damn thing. Like, it doesn't even flinch. No, no. We, we're jumping around a lot here. This is really, this is actually a really good uh, second act of this episode. Uh, because we go back up to the moon, and Shockwave makes quick work of Bulk and B, until Bulk just kind of runs up and punches him out. <laughs> yes. And you can see cracks on Shockwave's <laughs> chest because Bulk had hit him that fucking hard. And th this was so dumb, where he changes to long arm. Ugh. Yeah, you wouldn't kill your old buddy, would they? <laughs> and, like... He starts reaching for his gun because that fell off, but Bulkhead smashes it. For a second, I thought they were going to fall for that. I'm glad they didn't. Uh, anyway, Ratchet's working r, &R in the shin of Omega Supreme <laughs> again, um, or the ankle, whatever. Uh, and he doesn't know what to do, so Sari touches uh, RC and says, Hey, it's the warp transmobulator that has to go in the dip top tubulator, and then you have to put the thingy jingy in the ding dong der. And like she just she spews out this technological jargon. And again, I'm just saying, I have to point out, like, I don't think she knows what to do. She She's just, repeating what it told her. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, like, she can't fix RC. Anyway, this, if, whatever. Why am I wasting my time <laughs> thinking about her gifts? Ratchet gets his EMP thing out, looks at her, says, all right, fine. Tell me the settings. I need to put this thing on to do it. And back into Detroit. At least he doesn't or, fight it anymore. No, he's like, ah, fine, let's just do it. But back in Detroit, or above it, I guess, Prowl and Optimus are still going at it with Megatron, but they can't put a dent in them. Oh, yeah, they're not slowing anything down. And back on the moon, Ratchet, he does what Sari suggests, of course, it works, and RC wakes up, and she can't remember anything after they met Lockdown. And uh, B and Bulk, then I, yeah, this was weird. B and Bulk just walk in and say, hey, sorry, you should come see this. Yeah, but before we see that, back in Detroit, Prowl gets out the Transformers Prime RC arm blades and <laughs> Jazz gets out his spare nunchucks, but they can't <laughs> do a damn thing to these clones. He's like beating on the thing's leg. It doesn't do anything. What did they think they were going to do? Like they're running up, they're literally running up and banging on its shin. Anyway, <laughs> um, Optimus now realizes they do need the power of the AllSpark, uh, but it's spread throughout all over the world and uh this was the 
pretty solid setup that came from the last episode. Uh, Prowl says we could use processor over matter. Jazz and I could extract Allspark from the Earth. Mm, and he grabs Jazz and they fly off to Sumdak Tower. And back up on the moon, Ratchet and RC climb out onto Omega Supreme's head and back inside, Bumblebee and Bulkhead take Sari to what they were going to take her to, and it's a hallway full of protoforms. And Sari assumes that this is where she came from, and I don't know why, because... Like, we've seen protoforms everywhere. Mm. There's, there has been no setup in this series that says the protoform Sumdak found in Sumdak Tower came from Omega Supreme because there's protoforms on the Decepticon ship. There's been protoforms up in uh, uh, George Takei's school. There's been protoforms <laughs> everywhere. But for whatever reason, Sari just assumes this is the place she came from and emotions. Yep. And back outside, RC uses her recognition code, they call it, and Omega Supreme's eyes light up. He He's back, bitches, but didn't <laughs> Megatron take the Allspark shards out of his spark chamber? Like, yeah, I, how, how is he alive? Uh, uh, at this point, it doesn't matter. But uh, Lugnut now, he can't keep control of the clones, and Omega drops him through the floor and down the slide and out the door. Remember that book, Spooky Old Tree? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they're under Starscream's control for whatever reason. Yes. Like, literally, there's no reason why they'd be under Starscream's control. But he armed them with bombs, kind of like he did with his clones, and then a uh, commercial break. Yep. And when we come back, Megatron's like, really, Starscream, this whole trick? He tries attacking the devices, but... Can't do anything. But if he can't regain control of the clones, at the very least, he'll have the satisfaction of destroying you, Optimus Prime. He finally says his name. <laughs> yeah, and Optimus even replies, oh, so you do know who I am, huh? Anyway, um, the force field fails on Sumdak Tower uh, just in time for Jazz and Prowl to arrive and tell Sumdak to get down to the bomb shelter. Actually, they're like, hey, do you have a bomb shelter? And he's like, yes, I do. Why do you? And he sees the Omega clones. He's like, nah, 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 and just runs away. <laughs> but um, they, yeah, they sit down and they start doing their process over matter uh, just as Starscream arrives in Detroit. Yep, and he's going to bend Megatron into pretzels, but then the Allspark shard in his head starts getting pulled in with all these other ones that Jazz and Prowl are pulling in. Yeah, they're coming from everywhere. There's, actually, when I say everywhere, it's like we see some coming from a mine, we see some coming from a river, mm. and then there's just a bunch of them. Uh, but yeah, this was kind of fucking dark, I think. The, the Allspark shard in Starscream's head gets, I mean, it drags him towards the Sumdak Tower, but then it literally gets pulled out of his skull and he, well, not a skull, but his head, and he falls to the earth and hits the ground and dies. Yep, he is finally dead. And now the real Omega Supreme is here again, and again, if there was ever a time you wanted the super high detailed up-close transformations, this would be the time, but now really? he just transforms and starts laying into the clones. He even sidekicks one of them in the face. Oh, doesn't just sidekick him in the face. Sidekicks him in the face, knocks him to the ground, and gets on top and just starts lacing him with punches from fists that are as big as a fucking building. Well, yeah, like, Prime did it better, I think, but you you really get the feeling this is two huge robots beating the shit out of each other. Absolutely. But you know what, Paul? Prime did everything better. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing Prime didn't do better was BG1. G1 did a much better job of being G1 than Prime did. Yes. <laughs> but everything else, it did better. But then the other clone grabs Omega Supreme's foot and starts swinging him around, oh smashing God. buildings with him, and yeah. then just hammer throws him like 15 <laughs> blocks down the street. And this is where I was saying earlier that they had that one beat where I was like, oh, all the humans are safe now because yes. yeah, they are knocking over buildings Godzilla style. Hundreds of thousands of people would be dead. <laughs> 
But everybody's still alive, and Surrey says all the Autobots and almost bots are accounted for, but now the self-destruct timer is ticking, and the still-conscious clone starts to glow red. Yeah, he's gonna kaboom. Uh, so Prowl and, and uh, Jazz are trying to, you know, extract more Allsparks, but there are none left, so Prowl does something that completely caught me off guard. Oh, yeah. They can't pull in anymore, but Prowl has an idea, and Jazz realizes what he's going to do. He's like, no, man, we'll find another way. But Prowl sacrifices his own spark. Yeah, I couldn't. I really couldn't believe they did that. Like, jaw dropped. Um, and he, he turns to Jazz and smiles just as he is literally evaporated into nothing. But uh, Force Field grows around that last Omega clone to protect the city, except it traps Megatron and Optimus inside. Yep, they're still fighting, and Megatron gets Optimus to the edge of the barrier. He's, like, slamming him against that. And it's like, all right, if I have to die to kill you, so be it. And then the clone detonates, but Optimus gets transwarped out. Oh, I thought what it looked like to me was that a ghostly apparition. I thought that was the spirit of Prowl okay. um, came through this field and pulled him out. Oh, maybe that's what it was because it's just like, zoop, he's gone. But Megatron isn't as lucky. Yeah. And it would be really cool if Megatron actually had died here. But um, the effect is actually cool. We see Detroit and there's that big energy field and there's a bunch of explosion and energy happens inside. And then the field dissipates and there's just this puff yeah. puff of smoke and optimus sits up in the street and he's covered in cracks but he's alive but now the autobots are here including rc but not everybody's okay and jazz comes over carrying prowl's body yeah uh, they have a solemn moment oh no no megatron's here oh that whole big death scene didn't mean anything this this was maybe the weakest part of this episode yeah and ratchet magnet beams the magnus hammer over to optimus and optimus hits the jetpack flies up and just smashes megatron straight down on the head with the magnus hammer like man it looked painful yeah he, he raises it up like megatron even says what are you waiting for kill me he raises it up and he's about to bring it down. He does that thing where he smashes it beside him, but it's out of frame and everybody goes, <gasps> and we know that he really didn't kill Megatron and he puts the cuffs on him. And this was just so weak compared to that amazing death he could have had. Mm, and now we're on Cybertron and Optimus gets out of Omega Supreme with Lugnut, Shockwave and Megatron as his prisoners. And the other Autobots are here carrying Prowl in a casket and Sari is here too. And that's it. I wouldn't say it's Prowl in a casket. It's like Prowl on a display bed. And they're just standing there holding him like pallbearers. And I get that on the whole, it's a joyous occasion. But it's kind of weird that everybody's losing their shit and cheering as a bunch of the Autobots are like, hey, look, our dead friend. Anyway, uh, oh, Omega Supreme transforms. Seriously, that's it? What the hell kind of ending was that? I wouldn't even call it an ending. It's like they had to trim the episode for time, but the editor already left for the day, so they said, fuck it, just cut off the last five minutes of the show. Like, there's so many loose ends. Like, what about Ultra Magnus? Is he gonna live? Is Optimus now Optimus Magnus? Well, what about Optimus having it out with Sentinel once it's all over, like he said he would? Well, I, for one, was looking forward to seeing that. Where was that? And what the hell was with killing Prowl off? It's as bad as the last episode of Enterprise. Totally unnecessary. Totally 
totally out of fucking nowhere. They could have found another way to save the day, like have the real Omega Supreme grab the clone and transwarp into space, sacrifice himself again to save everyone else, have Sarah use all her power on the Elspark, and when the smoke clears, she's back to the way she used to be. Better yet, what if when the shard gets pulled out of Starscream's head, what if that was all the Allspark needed? The shield goes up and the last thing Starscream sees before he dies for good is the look on Megatron's face when he realizes... Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show, Endgame Part 2, the end of the series. Paul, what'd you think of the episode? Uh, apart from having to kill Prowl off. I mean, it kind of worked, but if they had have gone up, oh, he sacrificed himself for this, or if there had have been any setup like like there's there's no epic tale of redemption like, oh let me do this and save the thing because like like Logan and dragon age Wars. it's like i've done so much wrong let me do one thing right and then he saves the day yeah like, he does have a bit of like i need to find my purpose which i mean if your purpose is just to be sacrificial fodder that's kind of weak but eh, whatever um it's it's not marsh's greatest episode it's an okay ending in that at least it wraps up the main story yeah but it just it, it felt like they pulled some punches the biggest one being what could have been a very cool Megatron death. Here's what I'll say about the episode as a whole. It feels like they found out they weren't getting a fourth season a couple episodes prior. And they're oh, like, shit, I we can't wrap you, up yeah. everything, so what's the main stuff? And just do that. I, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, because it, it does kind of feel like there could have been, yeah. Yeah. They could have dealt with some other things. Absolutely. Yeah, like no Predacons, no Constructicons, no anybody. It's just like the bait, not not even Blitzwing. It's just the base cast and a, a big fight with Omega Supremes. Hmm. Anyway, uh, what's the, oh, the next episode Paul and I are going to do is the series wrap-up. We're going to talk about Transformers Animated. If hmm. you want to see a couple guys who should just wrap it up, <laughs> uh, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at John Sobey. Paul is at pmcpherson1. Yeah, Stan and Jan Berenstain are not there they're dead but uh, you can make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app whatever it is you listen to us with and tell all your friends tell everybody you know you can tell them that they can find old episodes of the transformers nitpickers podcast show at transformers nitpickers.podbean.com and until the next episode keep on transforming oh hey you found the cat